0: new fam you transfer received strong criticism from a florida state fan after his decision to become a rattler and this is a perfect example of the guy you don't want to be oh yeah it's locked on hbcu play my music you are locked on hbcu your daily podcast covering hbcu sports part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast. Your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics. Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Make it locked on HBCU, your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off, doesn't mean that the journey is over. Just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account and get $20 off your first purchase. Now, We have an interesting episode. We wrap up today's episode with the idea of Fred McNair not getting the Texas Southern job. And if that is the case, what will he do in 2024? Prior to that, Bashul Tootin's success at Virginia Tech in their bowl game brought up an interesting thought that I've had for a while, but I wanted to bring it to the platform. But prior to any of that, I want to give you a perfect example of the guy that you're not supposed to be. So you have a new Florida A&M transfer, right? And he's not the only one, but Rodney Hill, a running back from Florida State, is the person who this comment was made about. He is just committed to FAMU at the moment. His former teammate, and will probably be future teammate if everything stays the same, DeMory Tate has actually signed on as an early signee on December 20th, right? But when Hill announced that he was going to transfer to FAMU, there was a specific Florida State fan that came in with a strong amount of criticism. And I'm not going to say it was all the way unfair, but I don't feel like it was his place to speak on that. Now, I understand what it's like to be a fan. I think we all understand what it's like to be a fan, even if we're not like, okay. For example, I'm a saints fan. I was a saints fan well before I was writing for the saints. And to this day, I'm still a saints fan, right? So I still have the thought process. I'm trying to get out of it and be more of a journalist, but I understand what it's like to be a fan. And I'm kind of nearing that, 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 that fence. I'm not quite on the fence, but I'm nearing the fence of journalists and fan. And sometimes we look at things from a fan perspective. But even if you're doing that, I believe that that guy is completely out of line. I'm not going to name his name. I'm sure that you have seen it. But if you haven't, basically the gist was if this works at at Florida State, he's in the league. If this works at FAMU, he's somewhere, right? Let's just say he said lesser chances. But it was something worse than that. And I'm okay with with the notion because I understand the road is harder at FAMU. What he said is not wrong. But, or let me not say it's not wrong, the sentiment that I expressed that it's more difficult to make it at FAMU than it is at Florida State is not a wrong notion. It's one that we all agree with. I don't think we really want to hear it all the time, but it's a true statement. And that's what makes some of these guys who make it to the league even more impressive because we understand the fight you had to put up in order to get to that position is much more difficult. Because you're not being scouted as hard as if you were at Florida State. But here's my thing on why I say this is somebody that you're not supposed to be. I feel like he went at the guy. I feel like he went at the player. And it's one thing to be frustrated with, and it's a different thing to be frustrated at. And I want to explain the difference and why that's so important on the person you don't want to be. And this is not supposed to be some sort of moral high ground or anything like that. It's just, man... You don't know what's going on on why that person wanted to go to FAMU as opposed to staying at Florida State. And as a fan, it's not really your job to think about what those decisions are. All you need to see is that Rodney Hill left, and you can be upset about it because of what Rodney Hill's departure does to your team. And maybe you were excited about Rodney Hill. I completely get that. I completely get that. But once you start going at him, and I feel like, It wasn't just, it was, it was, it was personal. It seemed clearly personal. And I know that a lot of HBCU fans who responded back, they took it personal because it was a slight towards an HBCU. But for me, it felt like what he said was personal towards Rodney Hill in a way that it shouldn't have been. He was frustrated at Rodney Hill. I would be frustrated with the situation. You think that I was happy when Jawan Howe left South Carolina state as just a, a fan of HBCU's? Not at all. But I wasn't frustrated with him. The person I might have been frustrated with his departure because I know what it might do to the Bulldogs. But all in all, no, I was not frustrated at Mr. Howell himself. So that's the difference. Be frustrated at the impact of his move. Be frustrated at what the void will do to your Seminoles. I'm OK with that. But the minute you start addressing this guy and not really understanding, especially because I feel like he's probably a grown man. If you want to say these things in, in the comfort of your own home, I, I get it, right? I'm, I'm not knocking free speech and all that other good stuff. But what I am knocking is going at this person not understanding everything. Because it's not your job as a fan, but once you come on and you speak towards that person like that, now it is your job. I do feel like you are now obligated to take into account all of the things that maybe aren't even football for the reason he wanted to go to FAMU. Maybe he just wanted to go to the Rattlers. Maybe he felt like opportunity was better there. Maybe he felt like it was a better fit for him as a person. There are so many other aspects at play outside of just I want to be a Seminole versus I want to be a Rattler for what's happening on the field and what my chances are in the league. That's why I just be quiet on certain things, and I ain't ready to get into all of that. So let's flip the script, right? We know that Rodney Hill went from Florida State to FAMU, but what if Hill went from FAMU to Florida State? Would we still support him? Now, I've thought about this for a while, but Bashul Tooten's performance, now that he's at Virginia Tech, the former North Carolina a and running back, his performance in their bowl game really got me to thinking, are you, this is really a question for you, are you supporting HBCU players who leave and go to another school? Are you supporting them at their new school? Let's look at this whole conversation as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And Game Time is the number one place for last minute tickets. I plan on going to the Pelicans versus Mavericks game on MLK Day. And I'm going to be buying my tickets on Game Time. And if you're new to Game Time, then you'll get $20 off your first purchase. But it's not just sporting events, right? I don't just have to go to a, a Mavericks game or a Cowboys game. I can look at what concerts are around. I can look at what theater plays are around. I can look at what comedy shows are around. And that goes for everywhere. It's not just because, oh, he's in the Dallas area, right? Like, it's it's not just that. Maybe you're in Omaha, Nebraska. What's going on in Omaha, Nebraska? Let's go ahead and pull up the Game Time app. You can find something, right? It, it's that easiest, that effortless and it's up to you to go to GameTime, create an account. And if you're new to GameTime, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Let's go to GameTime, download the app, and create an account. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, as soon as I'm done talking, you can check out Locked On Sports today. doesn't matter if you're listening to this right when I dropped it at 5 a.m. or maybe you're listening to it at 5 p.m. You will have a stream, 24-7 stream, Locked On Sports today, so you can check out anything at any time. Now, we looked at a player who went from Florida State to FAMU and the tensions. and, and Well, I just don't want you to be that guy because you look bad. You look bad, especially the older you are, going at these kids like that. You look bad. But let's flip the script. If he was a FAMU player who went to Florida State, are we supporting? I have my answer. I'll give you my answer. Um, I'll give you why this is important or why this is being asked today. And then also, I'll look at what I think most people are doing. So, Bashul Tootin the former North Carolina AT running back who I thought was just absolutely excellent in his last year with with the Aggies. He's now with Virginia Tech, and I've been keeping an eye on him. I've been wanting to see what's going on with Tootin. and I'm not tweeting about it and whatnot, but I've been wanting to, you know, what's going on with Tute? And he closed out his year against Tulane in what I believe was the military bowl with 18 carries for 136 yards. And he closed out his season with back-to-back, hundred yard games he's not in North Carolina A&T so normally I wouldn't cover it however I thought about having a topic about this is what you want when an HBCU player does transfer to the FBS level but I was like I don't know if people care so I decided to, to phrase it a different way do we root for HBCU players who transfer away I was surprised at the positive things that I was hearing. However, I do believe that the majority, if not the entirety of the positive things I heard about Tootin's performance stem from North Carolina a and people saying, I told you so. And that's one of my favorite things. And that's, I don't root for everybody. I'm going be honest. And when I say root, I mean, actively root by like you actively desire that person to succeed. I'm not doing that for everybody. I'm not going to get on my my moral high horse. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm holier than thou. I'm not rooting for everybody who transfers away. If I didn't care about you while you were at your HBCU, once you leave, I don't care about you now. And frankly, I don't sit here and just like all the players. I don't even like all the good players, right? Perfect example. You look at, of the Jackson State departures, you got the Sanders brothers, and who I like to call the the uh the adopted son or the illegitimate son. Like I, I you know, I like to call him the, the forgotten Sander, right? Travis Hunter. I really don't care what Travis Hunter does, be honest with you. I could care less, it means nothing to me. But I am pretty happy to see what Shador does. When Shador was looking good in the beginning of the season, I was happy because I wanted him to succeed. When Shiloh had that pick six and before he even did the strut, I, I was happy because I wanted him to succeed. I, I happen to like the Sanders brothers, right? Andrew Body, Andrew Boddy, I don't know where he's going to transfer. He might even stay in the SWAC. Who knows? If Body goes elsewhere, I think he's talented and I wanted him to succeed while he was at TSU. Well, after wanting him to succeed for a couple of years, now I just want him to succeed, period. It's no longer about my school. B.J. Davis and Bashul Tootin, B.J. Davis from South Carolina State and Bashul Tootin from North Carolina A&T. Those are two guys that I just happen to take a liking to during last year's season. And because of that, I wanted them to succeed. So to answer the question, it really just depends. How much did I like you while you were at the school? Kamari Stevens, he was a good player. I didn't gravitate towards him for real. I didn't like, I just, it wasn't somebody that I just had my eye on all the time. You I, like, oh, I like that guy. Like that, 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 didn't happen. So when he left, he just left and it's whatever. No ill will, but I'm not actively rooting for his success. Jacob Roberts, right? Like I liked Jacob Roberts and Taekwon King for North Carolina a t last year, but I wasn't rooting for them because I wasn't invested in them while they were at the school, but I covered Tootin week after week after week when he was going on his consecutive 100-yard games. So, yeah, when he's at Virginia Tech, I want him to succeed because I happen to like the guy. But then also there's a selfish side of me that wants to come in and say, I told you this guy was like that. I told you this guy was talented. That's what the North Carolina A&T fan base is doing because they're saying to themselves, I always knew he could play on a high level. At the end of the day, we have to be realistic with ourselves. We might not like the fact that, or we might not like the the way, I'll say it this way. We might not like the way that HBCUs and FCS schools are scouted, but we should be very aware that that is how they are scouted for the moment. So when Tootin leaves and he goes to a Virginia Tech and he gets in front of a bigger audience, when I see him do things like this, it's an I told you so moment, even though I didn't tell anybody. Right, like I came on here and I told you he's a high-level running back, but you knew that already. So I wouldn't be telling I told you so to to you. But I think it's kind of a I told you so for all of us to anybody who doubted his ability simply because he was on the FCS level. So that's why, and also I think that's the reason that we should root for these guys. We should want these guys when they leave. We don't. We shouldn't want them to leave. Be very clear. You should not want them to leave. But if they do, and when it happens. I'm rooting for them to succeed. So it's very clear that there's talent on the HBCU level. Don't tell me about the things that come with that afterwards. I'm very aware the more people recognize there's talent on the HBCU level, they're still not going to recruit them out of high school. Then they're going to come to HBCUs and say, you know what? We like the running back from here a while ago. We're going to get another running back from here. And then what do you know? They produce running backs frequently. We can frequently come to this, to this well. I get how that can be a downside, but for the moment, if I like this guy's game once we're once once we're in college, right? If I like this guy's game in college on the HBCU level, yeah, I'm him to succeed on the FBS level. It's just that simple. Now, as we move forward, we're back. Texas Southern, Fred McNair. But I want to look at a different angle prior to the Board of Regents meeting on Thursday morning. I want to look at one last angle for this. And that is what will Fred McNair do if he isn't coaching Texas Southern in 2024? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, if you're new to FanDuel and you put down a $5 money line bet and you hit, right? You got to win. If your team wins, you get $150 back in bonus bets. Now to me, just by knowing your stuff but outside that you got the basketball or you got the nba you got college basketball you got the nfl you got bowl season there's bowl games on every single day for you to make money on it's just that simple right if you want to go to fanduel slash locked fanduel.com slash locked on go ahead and go and get on this fan get on this bowl game you go look at your phone while I'm talking right now, look at your phone. I bet you have three bowl games for the rest of the day, depending on how late you're listening. It's just that simple, right? So go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And if you're new to locked on and you win your first $5 money line bet, you get $150 back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I want to look at what would Fred McNair do if he doesn't coach Texas Southern in 2024? Now, I'm very passionate about this topic because of my allegiances, clearly, right? And we're kind of in that weird spot where the Swag MEAC, they haven't really started their, excuse me—they haven't really started their conference schedule, right? Football is over, so we're kind of that little, that little weird spot where it's mostly just recruiting. But I'm so passionate about this that I don't think nothing has come up to make me knock this out of the news cycle. This is something I'm consistently looking at. And I want to consistently report on it. And I want to consistently look at the different angles of it. See, we've talked about what's going on with the team. We've gone, we talked about what's going on with the Board of Regents. We've talked about all of those things. But I want to flip a small point that I made on yesterday's episode. A very small point, which was if Andre Johnson isn't hired by Texas Southern, what would I like to see him do? And what I would like to see Johnson do is become a recruiting coordinator, become a wide receiver coach if he's not able to be the head coach. Because I think that it still could be mutually beneficial. You would have some coaching experience to put on your resume on the collegiate level in any capacity, even if it's just a recruiting advisor, right? recruiting a recruiting a specialist, whatever, you would have something to be able to put on your resume on a collegiate level that would help you actually get this head coaching job that you apparently want. Then for TSU, I think that his name would probably help you with coaching, I mean, with, uh, with recruiting. So it's mutually beneficial for me on that side of things. But that was a small point in yesterday's conversation. What about the bigger point today that is what would Fred McNair do if he's not coaching Texas Southern? Now, hopefully, I always wish this, by the time you're hearing this, hopefully you're like, Darian, this is delayed or this is outdated because he is the Texas Southern head coach. Hopefully, hopefully. There's a Board of Regions meeting at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Um, I'm recording this pretty late tonight, to be honest. Um, I ain't going to tell you the time, but I'm recording this pretty late tonight. So, But it's going to still come out early. But I, I, wanted to, I wanted to make sure I got it in. So that I could get this to you at 5 a.m. right around that time, the decision is going to be made. Is either Fred McNair or Andre Johnson? It's one of the two, and if it's not Fred McNair, what does he do in 2024? And that becomes interesting because I think I think there's two options: Ralph Cooper, big deal in Houston, right? Real good, real good insider. Ralph Cooper has reported that Bubba McDaniel would be considering putting framing there on his staff. Now that will put you in the same conference that you're already looking in. That will put you in the same relative area that you are already looking in. You just wouldn't be the head coach. Right. And I think that PV is in a good spot in a weak division, but you know, I really don't. People kind of talk to me about the weak division when it comes to TSU. I'll be honest with you. I don't really care. I just want to win. I don't care if it's a weak division or not. I just want to win, but it's an interesting job. But the second option is you could just not coach. You could just take a year off. And I think that's the most interesting thing. Who says that Fred McNair has to coach this year? I do think that he got done wrong. It's a terrible situation that if he ends up not being the Texas Southern head coach. If they just would have told him no from the jump, he likely would still be at Alcorn right now. But because he was trying to see what was going on with TSU, Alcorn got tired of waiting. They went ahead and cut ties. We're going to go ahead and go a different direction. Wish you the best. But he still doesn't have a job. So we could easily see, right? This is important. Right now, and I'll post this. I'll try to post this on Twitter if, it doesn't happen well before, right? So maybe midday on Twitter. We There is a situation, right? There is a situation or there is a scenario in which we could see Fred McNair not be the Alcorn head coach because that job's already taken and not be the Texas Southern head coach. If that happens, there's a couple of scenarios that could happen in the ensuing couple of days, weeks, depending on how fast this moves. He could possibly become an assistant head coach, some sort of offensive staff member for Prairie View, or he could just decide not to coach. If Fred McNair is not picked up by Texas Southern, he just decides not to coach. Or if he decides to go to PV and is a part of their staff doing something, he'll be the 2024 Chinnis Barry. Everybody wanted to know where was Barry going to go. As jobs opened up, people started having murmuring, uh, started murmuring about Southern. Everybody had their eyes on him in the South Carolina State, which is where he ended up going. But we were wondering, which job is he going to take? That's Fred McNair in 2024. He will be the hottest commodity on the coaching circuit in 2024 between SWAC and MEAC teams if he is not picked up this year. It's just about does he want to sit down or does he want to coach somewhere in 2024? Or excuse me, Yeah. In 2024, in this upcoming football season, does he want to coach somewhere or does he want to just kind of relax for a year and watch the game from a fan perspective or as relaxed as a perspective as he can have as a former multi-year head coach could possibly watch games when he's not coaching? That's all it is, but hopefully tomorrow I can lead on and say, well, Fred McNair is the coach and I can follow it up with what's next or I'll do that regardless of who it is, whether it's Andre or Fred. I just want a freaking decision. So please allow me to have that. Now, that's what we can hopefully expect on tomorrow's episode. If not that, then we'll just go with the uh, Feature Friday route. But in the meantime, in between time, until next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.